sometimes feel that there's nobody to talk to about the things you need to talk about? Well, look no further. Welcome to Paper Hope Next Generation on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Rio, Tamara, and Yvonne are here to discuss the topics you've been asking about. Now, here's Paper Hope Next Generation. Welcome to the program, Paper Hope Next Generation. I'm your show host, Tamara Wade. And I'm here with my beautiful daughter, Rio Wade. She never called me beautiful in an intro before. Well, you are. Thanks. And I don't sound like a man anymore. Yay. Yay. I do. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's not by choice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That cold I had, wasn't that hilarious? No. It wasn't hilarious. It was kind of sad. It was really sad. My voice isn't totally back to normal, and I might lose it sitting here, but... Yeah. I'm going to try. This is awkward. I realize her and I have a computer in between us. <laughs> I can't see her face. Do you want to move it somewhere? Totes off. Hold on. No, stop. stop. We're very um, informal here in the studio. Again, we are we are the last ones to record today. Um, I'm here with my lovely friend, Felicia, who's not mic'd, but I think we'll probably like... She'll nod in agreement and we'll be like, Felicia agrees. <laughs> or, or give us a cross-eyed horse eye. Or we'll be like, Felicia doesn't agree. <laughs> <laughs> She's making lewd comments, which I love about her. Um, We do have a couple things to talk about today. We're going to keep it kind of loose because it's in the summertime and... I think we're all just bananas over well, the heat. Mom's lost her mind because, because girl, it's my l- lady time or whatever it is on that commercial. I, has everyone have oh, you yeah. seen that? The the moon party. Oh my! That the gosh. mom's gonna throw for the little girl, the daughter, hitting her period. Do you freaking love it? Yes. And so instead of like punishing her, she like throws her this big party. I it's feel like a, that's been a commercial before. Mm-hmm. Oh, it has. The shaming of the daughter definitely yeah, yeah. has. Like the party with the big like period flag yeah all this other party stuff yeah and so funny and to be clear like a lot of moms are getting all heated and worked up online because it's like oh that's shaming the daughter and blah 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 i don't know that any mom would really do that i'm just saying it's just it's in high it's a hyperbole to explain how you shouldn't be like like wanting to get your period or embarrassed about it. it oh, lying of, about right. it because she flat out lies right. about it. She takes nail polish and paints the always pad because it's, it's it's a parody. People need yeah, to know that thank it's you. like a hyperbolic parody. Yeah. parody to like be like, hey, you're you're dumb. <laughs> don't, yeah, don't, don't lie about <laughs> it. Don't do. Yeah, it felt like a Saturday Night Live skit exactly, for sure. Exactly. Yeah. So Google it. Look for it. It's um it's super funny. It's from Always, and I felt like um yeah, it's definitely something you wouldn't do. But because yeah. they took it to the nth degree with the magician, <laughs> <laughs> your mom hires a magician. <laughs> they have they have a pin the pad on the period. <laughs> I can't handle it. Like, that's my kind of humor. So, yes, it is. As the little girl says, it's her lady time. And and sadly for you listening and for everyone in this room, it's my lady time, too. <laughs> yep. So we were going to talk about some other things. But then, like, I was like, do you want to talk about... Um, Mother-daughter relationships? Yeah. And she's like, no, because it's not always my fault. And you always say it's my fault. And I'm like, oh, whoa. So we'll save that one for another day. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. My head was short of spinning around and spitting out pea soup. So it's okay. At least now I know. And when we're when we're calmer, we can discuss oh. that because I think that's a key component because before if if I wasn't like if we hadn't have talked about this behavior before, yeah. I would have been mad. I would be like, what are you talking about? And I like would have fought back. But now I know. I'm just like, okay. 
So we'll go get some chocolate, ice cream, yes. and we're done. Yes. And we'll save that topic for another yes. day, and I'll feed you more Mexican food. Yes. <laughs> and I'll say, my daughter is beautiful and knows me so well. I'm such a good boyfriend. <laughs> to my mom. <laughs> oh, my God. It's true. So anyway, I don't know. I don't... Ooh, I we should talk about um, proper um, boyfriend, mate, girlfriend, whatever, uh, behavior towards your friend with a period okay let's rephrase that we should talk about proper etiquette for dealing with someone who's on their period oh well we could have that conversation right now if you wanted to <laughs> if, i mean unless you're gonna bite my head off i don't want, I don't want you to get mad at me because i'm trying to think because like my boyfriend doesn't handle it very well either i don't know anyone who really handles it well Well, i mean i'm you handling just it pretty well you, you just so you did maybe i should shed some light i think you should because i remember my best friend summer and I were hanging out with my boyfriend too and she's like yelling at me she's like well you guys are dumb and you're not making the decision and we're gonna waste our Friday night and what are we doing and she just keeps yelling at me I'm like Summer shut up I don't know what we're doing nobody's made a decision yet la 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 and then later on my boyfriend goes are you guys okay? And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, you guys were like fighting all night. And I'm like, what? No, we weren't. What are you talking about? He's like, you guys were yelling at each other, like telling each other to shut up. I was like, oh, she's on her period. He's like, wait, what? And I'm like, um, that's how she talks on her period. And if you don't put her in her place, she'll just keep yelling at you. So she's told me before, be terse with me because I'll just keep jumping down your throat. Right. I mean, some women, you know, have an easy pass and they Mm -hmm. don't turn into like a monster Mm -hmm. during the time of the month. But I do sometimes. Sometimes, right? Sometimes Sometimes I'm I'm fine. fine. Yep. Yeah. Sometimes (laughs) I'm totally fine. And I think, again, bringing it back to mothers and daughters, if you're both menstruating in the house. (laughs) So where's the helmets? (laughs) All the men folks better look out. And any of the young girls that don't have their cycle that aren't involved in any of that. Yeah. It can be really treacherous to navigate. Take it personally. This is I feel like mm-hmm. that's a big key Oh yeah, to you didn't take it personally when I started getting all itchy. Right, which I could have and I usually would have and I would have got right back at you and being like, "What are you talking about? I can't blah 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 cuz I started cuz you're cuz we the question was um like where what is why do you act angry towards me or like what is your frustration and you're like well moms shouldn't be at blame all the time like we're people right. too and you can't yell at me all the time and take it out on me and I'm like well then where are we supposed to go who are we supposed to talk to and I'm all I throw my pen I'm like, like I don't, I don't know, know. <laughs> Just like, okay and that's when I realized that it wasn't rational anything that was coming out of your mouth and it wasn't actually like any sense at all so oh. I was like oh okay you're like making no sense and you're like being totally irrational and very emotional. I wish we had cameras in here because I'm like cracking up, crying, <laughs> laughing. It's and now she's so all funny. like giggly and happy, and it's just kind of like, oh my god, I can't <laughs> even make so much sense. I can't even apologize. No, for no, it. but I'm, I, I'm glad for being able to recognize that in that split second. As soon as that came out of your mouth, I was gonna be like, are you kidding me right now? Did you just hear what you said? And then I was gonna be like, oh, wait a minute, that is no. There's no arguing with someone on their period that is experiencing really bad PMS mood swings. I have really bad pms mood swings right now <laughs> america and the world america and the world sorry <laughs> is that tmi i don't know i think it is but if you listen to the show i think you're ready for tmi oh yeah they know us well enough yeah. i'm sure we actually do have something to talk about today other than my period which we could keep talking about like, okay maybe if we get bored we'll come back yeah to we'll come cause... back to this because it's yeah. always interesting <laughs> um I want to talk about depression and not from a clinical standpoint, but from someone who's experiencing it currently, who experienced it most of my adult life. 
Um, there's an article that says what it's like to be in love when you have depression, and it's by Holly Everett. And I, you know, a lot of times when I write or when I speak about depression, I'm always speaking about it from the silver linings aspect. Oh, yeah. Because that's me. I, Because I, I've dealt with it for so long that when I'm in the mindset of depression, I'm looking for the next light. I'm looking for the next... Um, place of hope and happiness but that's not the complete 360 of depression and why I like this article is because she goes into what it's like when you're in the middle of your depression and frankly you don't want to look for you're not looking for the silver lining because there's no reasoning or convincing someone that's in a down yeah that there's going to be an up yeah like it's just it's not possible and this is really timely because I feel like I'm in a down right now, mm-hmm. and it's really difficult in my relationship because oh, it it's not anyone's fault, uh-huh. and I don't, since I'm in a down, I can't really express what I need because I don't really mm-hmm. know what it is, and it's frustrating mm-hmm. for people around me because they don't really know what to do either, so it's just kind of like a, uh. So reading that article mm-hmm. was like, okay, so I'm not the only one that like experiences this, or like, and she actually explains some of the aspects of being in a relationship like while you're depressed and it's kind of I think this this delicious. is it is delicious mm-hmm. and let me just read a little bit of a passage from it because I think it's so good she says my depression doesn't care that I'm in a relationship with a boy who makes me laugh and tells me that I'm beautiful 20 times a day and cares more deeply for me than any other boy has I'm grateful for the nights he holds me while I cry for hours for no reason I'm thankful that he puts up with my very random periods of ir- irritability he constantly attempts to comfort me if I am suddenly uncomfortable when we're all out in public he fills me with hope for the future and for uh, when I lead my life down the darkest of paths, plays with my hair while we're while I'm having trouble sleeping, and encourages me to eat when I have no appetite. That's just a tiny. I like feel like crying I because know. like that's so it. Mm-hmm. That's so it. You could be in front of something that makes you the happiest thing in the whole wide world, and you could still feel sadness. Mm-hmm. How do you explain that to someone? You don't. <laughs> And you can't. And I think that this woman has gotten pretty damn close. So we will get more into it because now I'm curious. I forgot the article because it was last week and I have no memory <laughs> of last week because I don't even know my own name. Um, but when we come back, mm-hmm. we will dive deeper into this article about depression. We are People of Next Generation. We'll be right back. What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? 
Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Join us every week for Paper Hope Next Generation. This is a program for all women, regardless of age, who want to connect and start having real conversations about tough subjects. None of our topics are off the table. From the pages of the Paper Hope blog to the Internet radio airwaves, we'll talk about the topics that impact women with specific focus on relationships, family, community, and self. Join Paper Hope Next Generation live every Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Hope that you will be a part of the conversation. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? You're listening to the Paper Hope Next Generation. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. Now, back to Rio, Tamara, and Yvonne on Paper Hope Next Generation. Welcome back to the program, Paper Hope Next Generation. I am still your show host, Tamara Wade, and we'll try not to talk about my period in this section. Not too late. I am here with my lovely daughter, Ipu. Hello. Hello. My name is Rio. Hello, everybody. Hello. And we are talking about something sort of serious. Um... I don't know why it kind of makes me giggle, but it's not funny. We're talking because we're trying to lighten it up. Yeah, comic um, relief. Um, it's the article that Holly Everett has written. It's a blog post that she wrote, and it's called "What It's Like to Be in Love When You Have Depression." And I was explaining in the first segment that I have had depression all my life, like diagnosed, right? Not just like oh, oh no, I feel sad. No, I'm clinically diagnosed. Mm-hmm. I'm under the care of a psychologist. Mm-hmm. I see her every two weeks, mm-hmm. um, without fail, and I have seen the same doctor now for almost two decades. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have a psychiatrist mm-hmm. that I work with when I need medication because mm-hmm. that is also part of my treatment plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and. I think that people should talk about it more mm-hmm. because when you meet me in the world and people that know me that don't know that I take medication and that 
I see a psychiatrist and a psychologist on a regular basis might be shocked to well, know with, this. Their well, their reaction too when you do tell people, mm-hmm. they like get really like weird, like tiptoey <laughs> around it, and it's like what? <laughs> it's not weird at all. Let me just kind of put it in perspective from someone who has lived with this. Um, and lived through some weird stigmas because in the 80s, no one talked about right. this at all. And um, to be sad for no reason and not get out of bed and have thoughts of suicide and all of the things that go with depression from all different degrees, um, no one talked about it because y- you were weird. Mm-hmm. You, you had a problem <laughs> if you had depression. You were weak if you had depression. Mm-hmm. Um and it's just not the case. Over, over, you know, my life as an adult, I've realized it's not a disability. It's not, although it can be debilitating. Right. Um, it's just something that I have to take care of. Mm-hmm. Just like if you had diabetes or right. if you had a heart condition, you don't ignore those things. Right. And because it's, a, it's a chemical yeah. Um, reaction, like, right? It's like yeah. an actual physical thing that happens in your brain. Yeah. It's not just like, oh, I feel this or I feel that. Right. Like, and there's that- something causing you to have these thoughts and think this way. Absolutely. People that have diagnosed depression or they have something that's more than just periods of sadness because mm-hmm. everyone has sadness. Right. You could have sadness watching a Hallmark commercial. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could you could have sadness because... Of a breakup. Of a breakup. Doesn't I mean, mean deep sadness. And, right. that, and you may have a bout of depression because mm-hmm. of the depth that right. your sadness plummets when you're in a life moment. Um, my depression is not situationally induced. Mm-hmm. I'm chronic, clinical. Mm-hmm. This is something that I will have the rest of my life. I will be working with this. So it's like having diabetes or mm-hmm. something that, you know, is clinically taken care of by a doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think more people should talk about it and not have any kind of embarrassment or stigma to it. Well, and I feel like the more dialogue that there is about it, the stronger the community of people with depression and bipolar similarly mm-hmm. um there can be there can be talk of skills and tips and tricks mm-hmm. to try to help one another mm-hmm. because we all probably are in contact with someone or in friendship with someone oh, who deals with it like absolutely. there's probably a statistic on it that's like crazy i know i wish we had like a an actual clinician here mm-hmm. to kind of add some um light to this and dr sharon thompson was supposed to be here today but she's delivering a baby so "Um, i'm gonna be a little late i'm uh, delivering a baby right now i'll tell how it goes i was like oh it's chill we'll reschedule (laughs) do you just do you and that baby yeah and make sure that baby's fine (laughs) so we will loop back with some clinicians but i wanted to have more of a kind of just a perspective conversation on depression Mm -hmm. because even that i think is valuable well and i haven't been to a doctor to be diagnosed, but I can probably draw the line to I'm dealing with it also. Yeah. And when did it start? I think, I feel like it, it, it it peaked in high school, Mm -hmm. but I feel like there were signs of it. I would agree. During childhood. Yeah, I would agree. Not, not crazy, but definitely in high school. It was horrible. I remember sophomore, Mm, probably junior year junior senior year it was like way way down and then end of senior year freshman year and then sophomore year of college it was fine and then now I feel like it's going down again because I'm like trying to figure out why I'm always trying to start a fight with someone because Mm -hmm. I'm upset and they don't understand and to to that point I want to just pause here for a moment depression in young people presents vastly different than it does in adults Mm -hmm. so Parents, kids, if you're listening and and you're trying to recognize some of these symptoms, um, 
teenagers and young adults present with anger and agitation mm-hmm. a lot of the time and mm-hmm. as opposed to like isolation. Do you remember how aggressive I was as a little kid? Yeah, you used to call them your tornadoes. Yeah, I would draw them. And you actually did. I did take you to see a therapist. Mm-hmm. I took you to see mine and she mm-hmm. helped you. I still remember what... I remember seeing her and drawing the tornado thing. And then I remember like a week later and it was so, it's so weird. It's like, she's like a mystical, like guardian from above. She like, she is literally though, she, she came, even to me, <laughs> I know. she, you came home with like this white folder, just like a stationary mm-hmm. folder with like pockets in it. And I was like, what is this? And you're like, Oh, my therapist gave it to me for you. She said it would help you stay organized. And I was just like, what? That doesn't make any sense. And that was like the beginning of, being able to not be so frustrated with like the disarray, like the tornado, like she Mm -hmm. knew she's like, Mm -hmm. okay, here, put some, put your thoughts on paper in these little folders. Mm -hmm. And seriously, I've been so organized since then. And it has alleviated a lot of that frustration Mm -hmm. when it comes to the, for me, it's overwhelm, like overwhelming. That feeling is what kind of of triggers it. I think Mm -hmm. maybe it's just a, it's just a component Mm -hmm. to it. Cause I probably a lot of people with depression. Oh, absolutely. Being out of control, having too much on your plate, Mm -hmm. too many emotions that you're dealing with. It's anxiety. Oh my God. The anxiety is this, this down right now is like probably the worst anxiety I've ever experienced. And it's unexplainable. Well, and that's it. I mean, I want to point on that as well. Like there are pieces of this that don't have explanation. They don't make sense at all. They and don't make to sense. To me, as you and me as perfectionists, like we mm. talked about on one of our mm-hmm. shows, if we can explain why we're acting a certain way and be able to see the cause and deal with the outcome mm-hmm. and have like something to combat it, where there's nothing to combat because we don't know where it's coming yeah. from. It's completely... So it's just, it's like this on top of this on top of this and it, it seriously is like the worst feeling on the mm-hmm. planet is when you are in one of those episodes and you don't know what to do. And it makes it even worse when you're in a relationship like I am right now with someone that doesn't really know how to deal with it properly because he's had some experience with his family before with dealing with it, but obviously he's never like worked it out to do it because I feel like he himself suffers from it a little bit. Oh, I know he does. I know he does. And I don't know, again, you know, everyone's flavor is a little bit Mm -hmm. different. So it's his clinical, is it chronic? Mm -hmm. Could it be treated? And then it's isolated and, Mm -hmm. and better, you know, it's all so individualized. I I feel so bad because I don't know how to help him help me, you know, like I I feel like I I should be able to help. I have. I actually have a strategy. I don't know what our time block is. We got like two minutes. Okay. So basically when you're in an episode, you might not be able to do this right now, but as you move out of it, try and start list listing anything that triggers you. Okay. I have a list. Okay. So triggers are the first thing that you want to find and, and list them. I mean, I have them because I... And I'm going to talk more about this, but my depression was so bad at one point I did inpatient work Mm -hmm. where I was actually hospitalized and inpatient. So this was very helpful for me Mm -hmm. when I went through this um, in the hospital. You have to physically write them down on a piece of paper, the things that trigger you. Which I haven't done yet. Like I had them pinned to my refrigerator so that my roommate knew. Mm -hmm. And this is how intimate you have to get. Like what kind of things? Like is there like, like, are they vague occurrences or is it like a specific thing well like they're going to vary in all of the spectrum it could be a scent 
Okay. It could be a Mine's sound. Songs. I have songs. Yep. It that could... I don't realize it because it comes on mm-hmm. later, like a week later. I'll be like, God, why? What happened? And I think it's just because it started a reaction. For abuse victims, it can be a time of day. Mm-hmm. They don't even know that they're present to it because during the abuse, they've removed themselves from the occurrence. And so if the abuse happened at, say, you know, sunset, mm-hmm. sunset may trigger it and they may never know what that is. Or time of year. Time of year, time of year seasonal. Have really like big vibes for Absolutely. me. Like Halloween has a certain mm-hmm. vibe and like New Year's does. You bet. So start listing everything that triggers you because... That's going to lead to how you recover from it because each trigger may have a different resolution. And sometimes I feel like something that will trigger me one time doesn't the next time. Yep. And I got to figure out why that is also. It could be your hormones. So it just could like be taking record basically yeah. is a good place to start. Yeah. Tra- taking record. And, and when we come back on the other side of the break, I want to talk about what you just said. And that is sometimes I can handle it. Sometimes I can't. So Ooh. for now, let's take a break <laughs> and rage during break. And then we'll come back and talk about some strategies. You're listening to Paper Hope Next Generation on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll be right back. friended us on facebook yet why not just go to facebook.com forward slash voice america or search for the keywords voice america once you are part of our facebook network you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows this week's featured guests and new happenings of the voice america talk radio network and you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall just go to facebook.com forward slash voice america or search for voice america Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Thank you. 
you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. You're listening to the Paper Hope Next Generation. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. Now, back to Rio, Tamara, and Yvonne on Paper Hope Next Generation. Welcome back to the program, Paper Hope Next Generation on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. I'm your show host, Tamara Wade, and I'm here with my daughter, Rio Wade. Hola, amigo. Hola, amiga. <laughs> ¿Cómo está? And so-so. Así, así, así. We don't speak how Spanish. Do but I took four years of Spanish in high school, but do I know how to speak Spanish? And we live in... Totes uh, not. <laughs> we live in a city that's rich with Spanish-speaking folks. I and I gotta learn. I feel embarrassed that I don't know how to speak no, Spanish. I'm sorry. Lo siento. Muy amable. Um, I know. I don't speak Spanish. Stop. So, I know. I wish I did. Um, squirrel, I, we are talking about depression. Mm-hmm. And that's funny that we always come back from break trying to laugh. Because it's a tough, tough topic to talk about. Especially when you have it. Mm-hmm. And we've been discussing my personal experience with depression. And Rio has been sharing her personal experience experience with depression and what triggered this conversation haha we're going to talk about triggers in a minute um what it's like to be in love when you have depression and it's by holly everett and why i love this article so much is that i don't know i guess for me personally the the longevity of my depression has caused me to look at the world differently i'm constantly engaging in strategies of survival Mm -hmm. i'm constantly engaging in ways to keep the darkness off me Mm -hmm. because it comes and it comes in all the time and once it comes in it's really hard to get out of very hard keep it at bay it's a lot Mm -hmm. easier than it's maintenance Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, and i've had times where i've been in three years of a dark hole where it's like you wake up and you're like oh i should have showered Yeah, what? when hygiene goes out the door, you know you're in a real low. <laughs> in a bad low. So, in the, <laughs> we all smell ourselves. I mean... It's I Arizona, we stink a little bit. Yeah. But triggers. Okay, so triggers are weird, and um, and they, they're different for every person. So, just because I'm, I'm going to share a few of my triggers with you guys. Um, I'm going to try to think of some of mine. This doesn't mean that they're your triggers. So, I want you to get in touch with your triggers and how you do that is when you find yourself recognizing that you're in a situation of anxiety, um, sadness, um, maybe you've had a feeling of wanting to call into work or ditch school. <laughs> I just did that. Right? Where you just, you're avoiding friends, you're not taking calls or texts, you don't want to respond to the emails. In fact, I'm going to give you some of Mayo Clinic's definition or symptoms of depression and maybe this will help. So symptoms as defined by the Mayo Clinic is a feeling of sadness which can include crying spells for no apparent reason, irritability, and this is specific to teens, P.S. Um, irritability, frustration, or feeling of anger, even over small matters, loss of interest or pleasure in normal activities, loss of interest in or con- um, conflict with family members or friends, a feeling of worthiness, guilt, 
fixation on the past failures, exaggerated self-blame or self-criticism, extreme sensitivity to rejection or failure, and the need for excessive reassurance, um, trouble thinking, concentrating, making decisions, or remembering things. Um, let's see, ongoing sense that life and the future will be grim and bleak and frequent thoughts of death, dying, or suicide. Now, of course, my caveat is, A, I'm not a clinician. Um, I am reading this off of the Mayo Clinic's definition. And if you are having thoughts of suicide or harming yourself, please, please, please reach out to one of our national 1-800 numbers and start speaking to someone about that because that's a real thing. Mm -hmm. It's just a real thing. You don't joke around about that. No, it's not. And if someone is talking about it, it's it's a real thing. So we don't take that lightly. Um, but triggers could be something like, let's say... Um, I don't know, like you're, you're in a breakup with a relationship and a song that you guys used to listen to comes on there. Kablam. Oh my God. The, okay. This is really cheesy. And like, I was trying to ignore it for a long time because it's just so dumb. Junior prom when I was dating my ex and we were really happy and everything was great. We danced, um, at prom to this song. It's by like cascade. It's some like slow like techno-y weird music song and it was like it was like one of those moments where you take everything in and you're really happy and you like take a snapshot of it in it's your a brain. peak experience it's right. when everything's equal in your life right and it's just it's just amazing everything's great like there's nothing stressing you out and I just remembered it for like the longest time and then senior year when he had his new girlfriend mm. guess when I saw them for the first and only time at prom I was trying to avoid them dancing to at that, that song. same exact song are you kidding me I'm gonna like lose it right now honey oh yeah it's a tough one see triggers this is a trigger and i didn't it's mean so dumb no it's like not three years no 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 listen to me um and those listening when you don't try to dismiss the trigger it's a big deal i um come from a really intricate background that we'll get into those details um i can just tell you that i've had quite an abusive background and so triggers for me from even from like back as like 10 years old and i'm 44 years old so don't dismiss the trigger. I mean, three years is pretty fresh. It just makes me annoyed that like it still has that effect on me. Yeah. And it's like a freaking song. Like, and I no. don't even like him anymore. Like, I'm not even trying to no, like no. be in a relationship with him again, you but, know? But what's happening, I think, for you and a lot of people when you first recognize that this is something that's just taking you down at the knees is that what was it what do I want to say you're trying to rationalize it away like you can yeah that's my biggest struggle with this whole thing is there's there's things that don't make any sense and if I can't explain it I get really annoyed and yeah. frustrated yeah 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 and that's the frustration and the, and, and the anxiety and the anger that comes through like that feeling that I had just now is like is like somebody gave me medicine to like throw up like it's just mm -hmm. like a thing that happens against my will like somebody yeah. like made me drink poison like that's <laughs> what it makes me feel like it's true and it's not even like i heard the song it's just thinking about that <laughs> and like i like i would i would run away from rooms because it was a popular song like mm -hmm. when this was all happening obviously they played it two years in a row at prom and i would just have to leave and excuse myself and my whole night would be ruined oh yeah like yeah, yeah, probably yeah. my whole week and i wouldn't know why i was upset and it's because that freaking song played everywhere yeah I went. yeah it's like that movie silver linings playbook where it's about depression mm -hmm. and that song they played in yes. the doctor's office and yes. he throws a fit. oh yes he's like you did that on purpose and it just like came on the radio yep it's a trigger <laughs> no triggers are real and i think obviously sorry I didn't no, know, like no no no, no no i think 
that's so helpful because there's someone in their room listening to this right now who's doing the same rationalization dance that you are, and and you can't. And you know what? I, even at 44, I still try and rationalize some of these things away. So you know good. what I mean? It, well, it's normal because you want to feel better. You don't want that to be something that cripples you. Yeah. You, you want it to go away. Like I should be able, I feel like I have enough tools that I should be able to it's, not ever feel like that again. No, you know? no. Like well, there should be steps I could take to not do it. But here, let me give you the differentiating information on tools. You may never acquire the tool to make the trigger go away. You may never acquire a tool to make the pain go away. But what you can acquire is a tool to cope with it mm -hmm. and to move through it in a positive way and make sure that you come out on the other side of it intact and okay. And it, instead of it taking you down, it just becomes a bump. Mm -hmm. so Which I haven't, I've been trying to ignore it because I, <laughs> to me, I think it's so dumb because it's a song, which is stupid. It's someone that I don't even like really think about anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, like it's so like juvenile to no me. Like, I agree I, you, you know? it's it's not though but I understand your thought process mm -hmm. I don't want to discount that at all no, I know. because again in my treatment and those of us who have gone through extensive treatment it's kind of like being a rehabilitated alcoholic you have certain sayings that you cling to mm -hmm. one of them that I have is the only way out is through mm -hmm. you're never going to get out of this unless you Put your head forward and start walking through the trigger and start examining it and, and actually just deconstructing it so that it doesn't have the power over you that it did mm -hmm. or that it does. And that's not a guarantee that 20 years from now you're going to hear that song and you're not going to break down. Right. You can't beat yourself up for that. I think that's the point. I think mm -hmm. it's – and even with like with with partners or friends trying to – convince you to be happy or to like help you make it go away well, makes it even worse i'm like raising my hand because i'm gonna rage right <laughs> now like i know i only have a minute before we go to break to talk about how start, much first of all let me take a breath because <laughs> no one ever never ever should say get over it let's just put that out there Welcome on the table why that guy and i broke up yeah let me just if you ever want to go to the batting cages and break stuff <laughs> censor <laughs> <laughs> I'm so angry right now because this is what I live in. This is the life I live in. Not, I don't get mad when you look at me sideways because I have depression. What I do get mad at is when you look at me and say, well, why don't you just get over it? I want to punch you in the face. How about being thrown out of an apartment with your clothes and everything, being told that you're crazy and you need to go to the doctor and be medicated because you're insane and no one should ever have to deal with you? Yeah, that, that comment, and this is what awesome. I've learned, belongs to him. Awesome. I know, and it doesn't negate that it hurts. See, that doesn't even make me cry. That freaking song makes me cry. <laughs> the fact that he said that to me doesn't even make me cry. Right, because he owns that. It's just... Ugh. He owns that. Yeah, so we need to take a break, because I'm going to break things right now. And we'll be right back. For, you're listening to Paper Hope Next Generation on the Voice America Empowerment <laughs> Channel.
voiceamerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet. Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main voiceamerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America Interactive Radio Player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to the Paper Hope Next Generation. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. Now, back to Rio, Tamara, and Yvonne on Paper Hope Next Generation. Welcome back to the program, Paper Hope Next Generation on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. I'm your show host, Tamara Wade, and I'm here with my beautiful daughter, Rio Wade. Hi. And I've calmed way down. I think I have. Yes, I have. I think I just need to breathe some more. I know. That last segment really riles me up because, and I'm not going to go deep into it. You can just rewind it and listen to it because <laughs> every time I say it, I get really, really mad. So we're going to move forward. We are talking about depression because we were prompted by Holly Everett's article, what it's like to be in love when you have depression. And anyone who's had depression is in depression knows that it's not easy to navigate loved ones who don't have it or don't understand it. Those of us that do understand it are all sitting around the table kind of nodding (laughs) in agreement. We're We're kind of like, yes, we're of this club that we don't want to belong to, but we do. Mm -hmm. Isn't that funny how we all kind of have an understanding, like just about things? I mean, because we're all different and our Mm -hmm. triggers are different and our our reactions are different, Mm -hmm. but we kind of... There's always that little, okay, maybe it's not like It's there. a knowingness because yeah. you know, you know where that darkness is. Maybe you they know. can control it. Maybe they don't mean it. Yeah. Because sometimes I feel like I say things I don't mean. You do. I think things I Me don't too. mean. I feel Absolutely. Like, Amen <laughs> to all of it. It's true. So I do want to get this out because I, I guess we're going to have to revisit this subject again. I, I got a lot to two, say about yikes. it. But on the flip side of draw, drawing out your triggers, because that's super important. And the first step is kind of identifying what it is that throws you into the ditch. Um, the next side of the paper, I want you to write down like a resolution or a tool or something that helps you move through that anguish that Mm. you're in during that trigger. So for me, especially in relationships, it's like, what would you have your partner do or say that would make you feel the best? And for a long time, I was like, well, I shouldn't have to tell him what to do. Mm -hmm. He should just know. Mm -mm, That's not true. And it's, that's not even fair because half the time I don't even know what I want or need. But when I find it out, I'm going to tell him Mm -hmm. or 
be very explicit too. You can't like beat around the bush. No, and they can be anything too. And and these these resolution and tools, they don't even have to be what someone else is giving you. They can be so let's say for instance I find myself in a moment of panic. Maybe I need to go outside and take a walk. Mm-hmm. I need to go look at something beautiful in nature. This is one of my tools and one of my resolutions. I need to read. Sometimes when the world's got me by the throat, if I want to just release and let go, I may grab a book. And you guys know I've been reading like a crazy ass this summer so you know what i just realized is reading might be a trigger oh shit for me i just read that book it's a horrible book i hadn't book. read a book in a long long time and i was reading twilight when when oh. i first started getting into my relationship and i was just absorbed yeah. into these books yeah huh I wonder, because yeah. I was like, I hate reading. And then I'm like, I really don't hate reading, but why do I say that? You might write it down and explore what that means to you. Hmm. Because for me, um, it wasn't a trigger, but it was a symptom. And that's something else that we'll talk about too. Like maybe people around you, you might want to sit them down and be like, this is a symptom of what my depression looks right. like. So if, if this is happening, then... I need <laughs> you to put me in check. Right. So symptoms are the third thing that you want to write down. And maybe on a different page, you might want to write that down and say, you know, hey, like for me back in, you know, the early 90s, watching too much real world was one of my triggers. Weird. If I watched too much reality... Or it, oh, sorry, it was a symptom in my roommate who had gone through inpatient with me knew what that meant and so if I was if she found me for like three days on end with no shower watching you know MTV reruns (laughs) then it was time for her to tap me on the shoulder and be like you need to get outside right now (laughs) so see how the symptoms triggers and tools kind of all go together yeah so other symptoms might be um, you're calling into work mm-hmm. and you don't want to go to work. Maybe Playing it's cookie at school. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe it's um, eating. Maybe it's spending. Maybe uh, it's isolation. I mean, symptoms are all over the board. And I don't know. I, don't, I have never seen one that's a positive behavior. Has anyone around the table mm-hmm. seen any? Most of my symptoms are bad. <laughs> like addictive kind of things? Yeah. Or like... Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen anything. I do want to talk a little bit about disclaimer too. Um, Felicia mentioned this at one of the breaks and I'm a wholehearted believer of this. So me knowing about my depression and knowing about these things that I need assistance with and people in my life, I have a bit of a disclaimer. When you get close enough to me, like my husband, I will sit him down and be like, hey, this is who I am. I'm going to flip out in weird times and you're not going to understand what it is. Mm -hmm. I'm just sorry. It's Mm -hmm. just going to happen. And here's what I need from you when this happens. Mm -hmm. I need you not to think I'm a weirdo and leave me. (laughs) Could you do that? (laughs) Because if you can, then maybe we can hang out. Right. But if you can't, then you might not be the right partner for me. I wonder if I, if I told uh, my boyfriend my disclaimer soon enough. Cause, oh. you know, <laughs> you fell in love first and then yeah. you gave the disclaimer. I was like, dang it. <laughs> but I, you know, I think the reason I didn't bring it up front is because I, I felt the same thing coming from him and I just kind of assumed that we understood each other. I think you know? that's pretty accurate. You know, cause I, I, cause he had, he showed his demons before I showed mine. Nice. So good for him. You know, well, it, I don't think it was a choice. I just think it was, or, or I, I picked up on them. You were very intuitive. So I think I kind of, I, I had him pegged before he even opened yeah, his mouth. That's you know? your so, gift. That's one of your so gifts. So I think I kind of already understood. He was waiting for me to be able to handle it. So I knew that if I came to him and said, hey, mm-hmm. can you handle this? The answer was going to be yes, yeah. obviously. You do need to partner with people, whether they're friends or your lovers, that, that do understand the severity of 
your depression or your anxiety because going in alone or having a partner turn to you and say, why can't you get over it? It's just a kiss of death. <laughs> it's not going to work, mm-hmm. right? You need a partner who, who can hold you in those moments, who's going mm-hmm. to tell you it's going to be okay. And he, my boyfriend now did. Remember I told you mm-hmm. I had an anxiety attack that one time or a mm-hmm. panic attack or whatever you want to call it. I couldn't breathe and I was freaking out. And he did. I. This is before we ever talked about it and anything happened is he just like hugged me. Yeah. The one time I wanted to be hugged, he hugged me. <laughs> and I was like, you're not mad at me? He's like, why would I be mad? It's not your fault. And like that was before we talked about it. You're like, so oh, like, you're oh. a keeper. I was like, okay. You're a go. keeper. <laughs> and there was something else too that we talked about at break. And I want to make sure our listeners get some of this goodness that we were sharing around the table. And that is these crazy thoughts. And we're using the word crazy in like air quotes, because I do know folks that have depression that hate the word crazy being attached to it. Yeah, I personally too. have no stigma to it. I don't like it. Okay, so fair enough. So we won't call them crazy thoughts. Um, Out of control. These thoughts thoughts that you're not fond of, Mm -hmm. that you have, um, they don't really, they're not really yours. You're not really in control of them. I don't want people to think that, you know, like you were saying with your trigger, that you should be able to stop them. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like trying to stop a train with your mind. Like I you mean, can't stop you can't. yourself from having a heart attack, you know, no. or a seizure. Or no, and you can't stop yourself from your insulin spiking. I mean, right. these are things that just kind of molecularly happen mm-hmm. in your body. Mm-hmm. And I think if you start thinking of them in terms of that way, that you can stop feeling the frustration when they come over you and they don't stop. I think it's it's a lot about surrendering to mm-hmm. it and not being mad because I get mad at myself when mm-hmm. I have outbursts. I'm like, oh my God, why can't I get a hold of this? You know? It's you. And I'm learning to just kind of let it happen. Mm-hmm. And I used to get really upset that I would be, like last night, I was really sad and like just upset and mad. I wanted to argue about everything. <laughs> and like nothing was good enough. Nobody nobody could say anything that would make me fine. And then this morning I woke up and I was like, woohoo. I was like, welcome to today. It's a great day. You know, and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so psycho. That's why I don't like the word crazy is because oh, yeah. these ups and downs. Yeah. I really do feel crazy. But yeah, me too. I have to surrender to the fact that... And then I would like try to pretend to be sad because I would go to school and pretend to be sad yeah. because I was sad the day before and yeah. I didn't want people to think that I was crazy. That you were cycling through it so quickly. Yeah. I yeah. forgot that that used to happen, but I would do that. I would be like, okay, think of something sad so I can be sad and like not talk to anyone today. But I really wanted to be around people, even though the day before I'd cried all day at school. You know what I used to do? I used to tell people I was sick. Right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. I would tell people I had a cold or that, you know, I was... You know, oh, we're running out of time. Oh, my goodness. So no. a, a book that you can pick up, because um, there's so many books. I'm going to post some books to our um, Facebook site, and I'm going to post some definitions because uh, and some 1-800 numbers for you folks if you want to talk to some people. Um, don't Just know that you're not alone in your depression and that, A, you can always reach out to, to me on the Facebook. We have an ask now. I think it's ask.fm backslash paper hope. Um, we are not clinicians here, but if you ever want to talk talk to anybody. We're here. You're not alone. Mm-hmm. There are 800 numbers through national organizations that have doctors and very accredited people who can help you. And I will definitely put those on the Facebook for you. Um, the book that I was just referring to was Eckhart Tolle's The Power of Now. And what are your thoughts on this? Uh, I kind of just want to drool <laughs> not having thoughts <laughs> that takes a lot out of you to admit those things and to revisit those things. Oh, yeah. But I, hopefully it's helpful to listeners 
Um, because I know it's helpful for me if somebody says, yeah, I feel that too, and like kind of validates Right, you, and so. I want to tell our young listeners as well that any of us old timers that have been struggling with it as long as what it sounds you like you have. more of a hold on it. Well, it's not necessarily more of a hold. We have a, an understanding and we have a relationship now with our depression. It's not something that, that throws me over a well, barrel yeah, you've anymore. you've been able to observe it for a long time. Yeah, and, so. yeah, and just know that it, it like... Um, Dan Savage says it gets better. Mm-hmm. It's going to get better. So anyway, we have to go. I'm <sighs> so sorry. It's been a great hour spending it with you. And, and thank you for taking this intimate uh, time with uh, us. Uh, uh, <laughs> 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 um, anyway, I could go on and on and gush and gush about you guys. So we love you. Thank you for listening to Paper Hope Next Generation on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. I'm Tamara Wade, and this is my daughter, Rio. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to Paper Hope Next Generation. Be sure to check out the blog at paperhope.com for more during the week. And we hope to see you again next Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Bye for now. 